Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. Just a reminder about my new podcast. If you are a soul-guided and purpose-driven business person, and you want to write a book that's channeled directly from source, so it's the truest expression of yourself, my new podcast is for you. I give you insider tips and secrets in brief, digestible episodes to write your book efficiently, easily, and quickly with the result of creating a book to use as a business tool or to attract more clients. If you don't know how to start your book and you're ready, listen to How to Write a Book Fast for Spiritual Entrepreneurs. The link will be in the show notes. Let's move on to the show. This is season two, episode 21, What is a Quantum Jump and Quantum Energy Healing? As you can see, I've been delving more into quantum energy and physics to up my game here. When you read and heard the episode title, you may be thinking of that old show called Quantum Leap from 1989 starring Scott Bakula. It's a phenomenal show if you haven't seen it, so check it out. I remember I loved it. The main character, Sam, would quantum jump into other people's bodies, and we, the audience, would see this person's experiences through Sam's eyes. For example, Sam who was living in 1989, would jump into a black man's body, who was living in the 1960s, or he would jump into a concentration camp inmate's body in Nazi Germany. These are huge quantum jumps that are crossed with time travel. Today, I want to discuss smaller quantum jumps first, the ones you don't even notice, but they're exactly like that. A quantum jump is a discontinuous transition between quantum states. An electron in one energy level in an atom jumps instantly to another energy level emitting or absorbing energy as it does so. The distinguishing factor of a quantum jump is that it's abrupt. There's no in-between state and it doesn't take any time for the jump to occur. So we go back to the TV show Quantum Leap, that example... That's how quickly it would happen with Sam. He was instantaneously in someone else's body. According to Cynthia Sue Larson, the author of Quantum Jumps, we do these types of jumps all the time, but we don't know because they are so small. Larson explains that when you wake up in the morning and you don't want to get out of bed, but you pull yourself out of that sleep state into a waking state and you finally rise out of bed, that's a small quantum jump. She explains that a jump is simply stepping outside of a situation and recognizing that you are consciousness. Much like her sleep example, if we believe we are stuck in a situation, we need to take a step back and realize that we are actually observing all of this in that we are not our thoughts or our feelings. She recommends that when you feel like you're stuck in a situation, whether it's big or small, that we need to become mindful and energized. Then we must choose where we want to go next. So let me stop there because that's a lot to digest. And let me tell you a story about what's going on in my life right now where I took a small, unnoticeable quantum jump, according to Larson's theory. So sit back because it's story time. (laughs) This example is very human, but wait, the metaphysical will of course come in later. I've been struggling with a decision to travel commercially again, meaning traveling on a commercial airplane, such as United, Delta, American, you know, the commercial airlines. I think COVID 
messed with my mind about travel. And I was a corporate flight attendant who flew on private jets with the rich and famous for five and a half years. And I have a podcast called the Corporate Flight Attendant Podcast. So you can check that out. So yes, I was crew. And of course, I was working. But it was a nice way to travel, especially internationally. And as travel was slowing down at the beginning of COVID, I was getting pretty burned out. I had a bad run with commercial flying around the holidays of 2019 because sometimes I would have to fly commercial to meet the private jet somewhere. And for some reason, my commercial flights kept getting massively delayed. I mean, we're talking four hours, eight hours, and the airports were insanely crowded because of all these backups. And at that point, I'd had enough because I remember it was three trips in a row that kept happening. And it adds a lot of stress because remember, I'm not flying for anywhere leisure. I have to fly the day before to meet the private jet. So they would fly me out a lot to Aspen. So Aspen's a really fun place to chill. And so if you get there on time, you spend the day in Aspen and it's really fun and then you fly the next day. But when you're in that stressful situation, you lose your entire day off, which you're being paid for, which is nice. And then you don't get a lot of sleep if you get in really late and then you have to wake up early for this private jet flight and work. So it's not so much fun. So that kept happening I just said, you know what, I'm kind of done. 2020 hindsight, I know it was the universe saying, okay, you know, you have to switch careers, you have to move on, this isn't for you. (laughs) Now let's skip to 2021. Last year, my mother passed away and we took in her dog. And at first it was tough because for a nine-year-old dog, and I swear my parents lied to me just for me to take this dog because I think he's nine months. I really don't think he's nine years old. He has the energy of 10 puppies, but he's part of the family now. And that includes two other dogs. It was tough at first. It was really hard. I was looking to rehome him. I was looking for other rescue groups and uh, put put your earmuffs on Bentley. I don't want him to know that, but <laughs> but now everything worked out and I'm, I'm working on discipline every day with him. And so now he's part of the family. But here is my pain point that I could not figure out. All right, here we go. I live in a rural area, so it's impossible to find dog sitters. I found one and she's phenomenal, but she books months in advance. In fact, I texted her and asked her to cover for me or to cover, I'm not in the flight attendant world anymore, to to dog sit for us. Uh, for a trip that was three months down the line and she was already booked. So that's what I mean. When I talked to my new friend in the area, she said, you have to book dog sitters around here six months in advance. I don't even know what I'm doing six months in advance, let alone planning a trip. Also, the dog sitters are located in the town 20 minutes away from my house. And they say the location is too far. And I've interviewed several of them. I give them my address in the first text and ask if it's too far and they say no and we do a meet and greet and then they say sorry but the drive is really too far and I'm sitting there like I told you in the first text so you can (laughs) google map the distance and see for yourself now I know what you're thinking put the dogs in a kennel but one of my dogs does terribly with vaccines And to board dogs nowadays, they have to have at least minimum four vaccines, at least here in New York. 
I know I'm talking about a very human, very first world problem, but it's frustrating. Because how can my husband and I take a trip together if no one can take care of the dogs? I kept interviewing dog sitters with the same result, which you guys know is a definition of insanity. And, you know, the insanity is you do it over and over. It's a pattern and then you get the same results. So I had to remove myself from this pattern and I felt stuck in this energy field. I felt trapped. And finally I said, you know what? I'm done. Going back to the fear of traveling commercially, I had to ask myself, are the dogs a good excuse not to travel? Or am I really happy being at home because I spent five and a half years of my life traveling all the time? And most importantly, unpredictably, because I worked contracts. So I was waiting for that call. So I can never make plans. You know, it's not like a fun vacation where you book it two months in advance, three months in advance, and then you're looking forward to it and you know the days. I didn't have that predictability. Everything was very unpredictable. And to take it a step further, if I really didn't want to travel, I could use my autoimmune disorder as an excuse. And this taps into my fear as well. I haven't traveled commercially since being diagnosed with the autoimmune disorder. And can I handle a long trip on a plane? Like Larson says, I took a step back and realized that I'm observing all of this. I am not my thoughts. I am not my feelings. I am projecting onto the situation. And then I feel stuck. I became mindful of the energy field that I was creating. And yes, the law of attraction comes into play. But I did attract an amazing dog sitter, but she's not available. But this situation obviously needs a new perspective. After becoming mindful, I became energized as a new solution came to me. As Larson calls it, I cleaned out my consciousness. And then I chose where I want to go next or where I wanted to go next. Larson says at this stage, you can meditate and ask yourself, how good could this get? The human thing to do is to say, how bad can this get, right? That's where our minds go as humans. But instead, Larson says, how good could this get? My husband and I had been talking about adding a doggy door and then building an outside enclosure for the dog so they have access to the outside to go to the bathroom. This time though, it was clear. He would build an enclosure that yes, is more involved with cementing in posts and moving electrical wires in the wall, but it's a great solution. And he's been working on this enclosure and he's going to be working on it for the next week. Once it's finished, it gives us a lot more freedom. Our two dogs had a doggy door in our last place and they loved it and used it constantly. And they will teach the new dog how to use it as well. This means we can enlist the neighbor girl who lives a few houses away who said she would help us out to feed them twice a day before she leaves for school and after she comes home. And then we can have our neighbors check on them when they drive by. We have a cow sitter who comes to help with the cows and we have video and an alarm system. So that's my reality. When I switched it, I realized all the support we can have once the reality changed. So once I 
took that quantum jump by observing the situation, realizing I wasn't my feelings or thoughts, became mindful and energized, my consciousness cleared and I decided where I wanted to go next. The next part was instantaneous. I took a quantum jump and shifted my reality. I released the feeling of being stuck into how good can this get? Now I'm in the how good can this get reality. However, it's different from the law of attraction because the law of attraction takes time and the quantum jump is instantaneous. And that's what happened. To be honest, uh, I haven't decided... If I'm going to take an international trip this summer, I have an opportunity to go to Europe, which would be really fun, but it's still a lot for me. (laughs) Not going to lie. I've decided, you know, not to live in fear and to take baby steps. And it's funny saying this now because I was a person who would fly all around the world who flew to Australia, no problem. And here I am in this place, right? Uh, So I've decided to take shorter trips where we can easily drive or fly home if there's an issue. And as for the flying itself, (laughs) I think it's like ripping off a Band-Aid. I just have to do it and it will be fine. And that's where the law of attraction will come in and will help me by feeling good about flying. Again, I'll attract a good flying situation. And as for the autoimmune disorder, I can pack food or no food if it's a short flight. I know I can handle it. I've been away overnight since COVID and not on a flight, but I have been away and I, I know what to eat. I, I know what to pack. So I feel like I'm pretty good in that way. That was a detailed small example of a quantum jump. A little long, but, you know, and it's something that we don't recognize, right? I would have never thought of that as a quantum jump. But what about the bigger ones? Larson says people who almost get into car accidents have experienced this phenomenon where they are about to hit another car, but all of a sudden the person finds himself standing on the side of the road next to their car and the car is fine. I know someone highly metaphysical to whom this happened. I know she's not a liar or an exaggerator. And I had never heard of this phenomenon until she said it, but now I realize it was a quantum jump. Or as they are about to impact, the two cars are about to impact, the person and their car goes through the car they are about to hit and nothing happens. I have a friend who listens to this podcast, so you know who you are, who recently had a metaphysical experience where they couldn't find their car in a parking lot where it could easily be found. The car disappeared and the person looked all over for it and then it reappeared. And I know this parking lot the person was in and it's so easy to find your car. So I have a feeling this individual has experienced a quantum jump because it was so instantaneous and then it instantaneously came back. Oh, I have a good story for you guys. I believe I had a major quantum jump too. When I had a work trip to rural Michigan in 2018, I entered a grocery store and I swear I quantum jumped, time traveled back to the 1980s. It was, it was crazy. (laughs) Everyone I could see in the store had 1980s clothing, hairstyles. I didn't see any cell phones. The store looked right from the 80s. The cash registers even were old fashioned. 
I'm talking everything embodied the decade. I was shocked. And unfortunately, I walked out instead of staying for a while and drove off to somewhere else because I was hungry. And I was like, oh, this store is not going to have anything I can eat. And I wish I had stayed because I could have gone up and down the aisles and just observed everything and looked at the food, right? Because then you really know if you're in the 1980s, if you're looking at the food. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. So I was working as a corporate flight attendant at the time, and at the small airport, they had given me a 1980s police car for the day. And this happens sometimes when you go into these rural airports, and and everyone tries to fire up the siren, which of course I tried, but they disabled the wires. So, you know, was it like the DeLorean in Back to the Future? The DeLorean was the car in Back to the Future. Did that car enable me with me in the right energy field that day to quantum jump? Also, the restaurants around the grocery store look straight out of the 1980s. And oh, I almost forgot Okay, this is where I, this is, I think, where I solidified that I quantum jumped. The cars in the grocery store parking lot were from the 1980s. So you're telling me in a grocery store parking lot in 2018, there's not one Nissan Rogue or one, you know, SUV that looks like it's recent. All those cars were from the 1980s. That just sealed the deal for me. And I believe I quantum jumped because I was in the right energy field and had cleared my consciousness somehow. And you know what? I don't remember trips a lot because they all blur together. For example, the Caribbean islands. I can't even tell you at this point how many Caribbean islands and how many beaches I've sat on. And I can't even tell you. I've been to some of these places like seven, eight times. So they all you know, blur together. But for some reason... That day, I remember how I was feeling that day. I was in a really good mood. I was in a really good place. I don't know why, but I was just in this uplifted, raised vibration. And then this happened. And I can't tell you any other trip that I felt like I was in a raised vibration or anything. I can't, but that one I can. So I'm telling you something freaky happened. So listening to my experiences, have you ever quantum jumped? I bet you have, and you haven't recognized it or realized it, but I want you to think about it. Have you quantum jumped? And if you have, definitely DM me or email me. I would love to hear the story. And remember, if you feel stuck in a situation, think about Larson's advice and quantum jump, even in a small way, like with my dogs, to a new, better reality. Oh, and next week, we are starting our three-week money manifesting series. So the first week, I am going to be speaking about a money manifesting topic for spiritual people. And then we have two amazing guests. So get ready for that. I would like to thank you for listening to this podcast. I know there are many podcasts out there, but you decided to listen to this one. If you expanded your spiritual and metaphysical knowledge in any way after listening to this episode, then I need your help. Please take a moment to leave a five-star rating and review wherever you listen. This gives my podcast more visibility to potential new listeners, and it motivates me to continue creating content for you every week. Leaving a review takes less than one minute and is highly appreciated. Until next time, live your life two inches off the ground.